So for this last week, we've been asking a question as a church. We've been asking ourselves this question. And that question is, where do I fit in? And specifically what we're talking about is, where do I fit in to God's mission? Right? And so last week, we, I <laughs> made a little confession to you guys that before I went out, before you guys sent me out as a church, as a missionary, um, I was not a super Christian. I know that might be a shock. My parents in the room, I know that they, they, they knew I was a super Christian, right, mom? Uh, but I wasn't. And I have another confession to you. I think that, that we're in the, in the spirit of, of just getting everything out. Uh, I can also tell you that even though I'm up here talking about missions and even though you sent me out as a missionary, that question, where do I fit into the mission, that was for years a very, very hard question for me to answer. You see, when I thought about missionary, I had a whole bunch of preconceived notions about what that was. And so when I heard missionary, I pictured someone going into like the jungle, right? Armed with a machete, right? <laughs> Hacking stuff through and then g- gathering up the palm fronds and then maybe making a little hut, right? And so we'd be going in to like the indigenous peoples. And of course, they don't really have a written language. So the missionary would have to go, me, I'd have to go in there and create a whole new written language for him, right? Because that's what missionaries do, right? And so after this written language was formed, then I could take the Bible and translate it into this new language. And then I would go from hut to hut and I'd be preaching out of this new scriptures, right? This is awesome, right? Can you picture it? Yeah. And so I'd be going and then eventually the entire village would stand up and say, I'm going to follow Jesus. And I pictured that and I said, you know what? That is not me. There's no way I could do anything like that. The truth is, if you knew me, knew me well, you'd know that I barely have a good working grasp of English language. See, I can't even do it. I don't know how to use grammar well. I don't know how to use punctuation And so really creating a whole new written language, ah, I just couldn't do it. And I have no training, I have no training in Bible translation. And here's another confession. Uh, I know I'm up here and I'm teaching, but I don't know how to speak Hebrew. And I've never taken Greek. So if I'm going to translate the Bible, I think I kind of need those things. And I can't do that. And then, you know, honestly, if you know much about indigenous peoples, they tend to be a little bit on the smaller side. And if you haven't noticed, I'm kind of big, right? And so it's really hard to share the love of Jesus with someone when they're afraid you're going to squish them, right? This is my coworker in Costa Rica. Uh, It's a pretty good angle for that because he comes up to about my belly button. Yeah. So I just didn't, I couldn't imagine myself being a missionary. And then if I looked at it really hard and you start to see that missions is big, right? There's a bunch of stuff. There's well digging, there's, there's uh, freeing slaves, there's uh, feeding the people that have no food. There's, um, there's just this whole ton of stuff, working in prisons and, and doing all that stuff. And, and I can't do that. And the problem that missions tries to address, the problems are huge. Poverty, drought darkness and evil in the world. And so when I was thinking that stuff through, man, trying to come up with a solution for that kind of stuff, I can't do that. And so I was kind of overwhelmed, right? A little bit paralyzed. I just can't do it. It's not for me. Missions isn't my thing. 
But you know what? I kept asking myself that question, where do I fit in? Where do I fit in? And eventually, God started to speak. And he started to tell me, hey, you play a role. You've got a part. And wouldn't you know it, as soon as I'm, I'm ready to go, I'm ready to do something, doubt kind of sneaks in, right? Doubt, and to me, I kind of picture doubt like those old cartoons, right, where you'd have like an angel on one shoulder and a devil on another, right? Have you seen those? Right? And so the angel's telling me, hey, you need to go out. You've got a place for you. This is great. Go do it. And that devil, man, brutal. And he's just whispering in my ear, do you really think you could do this? Do you think that you could go and be a missionary? Don't you think that if they really knew who you were, especially the person that you were before Jesus, do you think they'd want to listen to you or even be friends with you? Do you think God could use a person like you in his mission? And the answer was absolutely 100% yes, that I was exactly the person that God wanted to use. I was the person for that role. And the answer that he has for each and every one of you when you're asking that question, where do I fit in, is yes, you fit in. He has a place for you. And so that's what we're talking about tonight. We're talking about specific things, actual things that you could do to get plugged into the mission. And so you guys were given a brochure, right? When you walked in the door, everyone got one? We're going to bring it out right now. There's something in there that you need. Did you guys all get this? Open it up. It's kind of tricky. You can maybe cheat and get the stuff out that we need, right? So buried deep in there, there's a couple of things. One, there's this puzzle piece, right? It's supposed to help you remember that you have a place in God's mission that you're important to the big picture, that without you, the picture's never complete. And so it's a magnet. Nifty, right? And so I want you to put that somewhere where you're going to see it every day. Maybe it's your fridge. If it was the fridge, I'd see it like five times a day, (laughs) right? But maybe it's at your office. Maybe it's not a really strong magnet. You could probably put it on your computer if you had to. But I want you to put that out, and I want you to read it and think about it and start to ask yourself that question, where do I fit in? Start looking for those places where you can get plugged into the mission. And the other thing, the thing that we really need right now is this little card right here. It says, where do I fit in? Right? We're following a theme, right? That's pretty cool. And down here, you'll see a couple of things, some words that might be scary to you. I commit. This is a commitment card. Right? I know. And so as we talk today, we're going to ask you to make some commitments. I don't want you to just think about it. I don't want you to have some good intentions about something. We want you to take a step. That next step, put it down on paper. Be held accountable for what you're committing to do. Okay? Is that fair? Can we do that? So I want you to have this out as I keep talking, because I'm going to refer to it a couple of times as we, as we talk. And then at the end of the night, we can put it in the offering basket as it goes around. And we're going to collect those, and we're going to start contacting you and get you plugged into the mission. Find your spot. So just remember it's there. And so right now, I want to start my talk with something that's probably the most important part of missions. And I know if you have studied communications at all, they're going to tell you, no, you don't ever start with the good stuff. 
right? You got to work up to it, right? You want to leave them with, a, with that big bang. But we're going to start with the most important part of missions. And the reason being is because the most important part of missions is its foundation. The most important part of missions is prayer. How many thought I was going to say money? Right? No, it's prayer. Prayer is the most important part of missions. And I, and I listened to missionaries before I became one. And I would listen to them tell me that. The most important thing you can do for me is pray. And I, okay, another confession, right? This is like a vulnerability train. We're going to keep riding it. All right? So I'm a cynic. And so when people would tell me that, the best thing you could do for me is pray. I thought they were lying. I won't tell you what I really thought, but I thought they were lying. Because everyone knows that money is needed to make the mission go, right? You need the money. Without money, a missionary isn't a missionary. They're just a person with a vision and an empty wallet. They got to have that money to drive, to drive the mission. But when we look at scripture, when we look at Jesus, who we're supposed to be modeling our ministry after, Jesus started every ministry with prayer. He sought the help of the Father to, for, to guide his ministry and to give him strength. And as a matter of fact, when we really start to study it, Jesus did nothing on his own authority. He did nothing on his own power. He always constantly acknowledges that it all came from God the Father. And he talked to him in prayer. And so sometimes for us, I think that we look at prayer and we say, you know what, I can just pray. That's, I can do that. And we kind of look at prayer as something, it's like a one-way street, right? So I'm going to talk and it makes me feel good about myself, but it really doesn't do a whole lot. But it does. We know from Scripture that prayer can move the heart of God. That's a pretty powerful place to be. And for me, you know, it wasn't really until I started this process of becoming a missionary, that I really started to learn about that power of prayer. There were so many times where I'm trying to make all these decisions, I'm trying to solve all the problems on my own, and I spent, and, oh, I wasted a whole lot of time fighting and struggling to find the answers, and when I gave it up to God, wouldn't you know it, that those problems had a way of resolving themselves in ways I couldn't have imagined, in ways I could never even dreamed of. And I know what God was doing when he was doing that. He was helping prepare me for the mission field because I'm telling you that in the mission field, if you are not committed to prayer, the mission fails. Being a missionary, being in missions, it's tough. And there were moments, and again, another confession where I can tell you that I didn't want to be there. There are moments where I was ready to give up. There are moments when I didn't want to hear another word in Spanish. And do we have Spanish speakers in here? Your language is beautiful. <laughs> but sometimes I just got sick of it. And honestly, sometimes I just didn't be, want to be around another Costa Rican, right? Sorry. <laughs> we have some Costa Ricans here, so no offense. And in the midst of all of that, there were moments when peace would just kind of come on me. Like envelop me like a hug. Has anyone ever had that? Where you just feel like, man, God loves me. 
And almost invariably, that hug was followed by a message, a tweet, an email, something. And someone saying, you know what? Today, I prayed for you. And my story's not unique. I'm not anything special. Go talk to missionaries. They'll tell you this happens all the time. They know when they're, pray- they're being prayed for. They can feel it. They can sense it. It's like a hug. And so we want to be a church that's supporting our missionaries, that's supporting the mission through prayer. So where do you fit in to God's mission? When you pray. Now it's time for that card, right? Let's pull it out. If that's something that you can do, that you could commit to praying, not just talking about it, not just saying I will later, but if you could commit to praying for our community, for our nation, for our globe, for the missionaries that we support, the ministries that are going on here, I want you to check that box and tell me. I'm committing to pray. If there's a specific person, people group, nation that you want to start praying for, hey, let me know. I'll get you plugged in. We're going to take these cards and start connecting with you guys. Start getting you plugged in. If there's groups of people that are praying for ministries, I want you guys to be praying together. I want you guys communicating together. There's power in prayer. And we want to be a church that's a praying church. So commit to it. But as important as prayer is, and it is important, like I said, it's the foundation. As important as prayer is, if that prayer doesn't transform into action, the mission, the message, it dies right here with us. We are called to be a light to the world, but if we keep our light right here, what good are we? We need to be a church that sends. We need to be a church that goes out into the community, into the world, and is salt and light to the world. And so we're asking you guys to send missionaries. But when we think about sending missionaries, right, I think we have a picture of that, or we think we have a picture of it. You know, if someone says, I'm going to be a missionary, they get signed up with the missions agency, and then, then we all, we, we, we have them speak in front of our small groups, right, to cast the vision, mm-hmm. right? We've done this before. So we have them at the small groups, and then maybe we help them pack, and then maybe we help them sell all their junk, right? And then maybe we drive them down to the airport, and we drop them off, and we pray a prayer, and we say, hey, see you later. And we think, we've just sent a missionary. But sending missionaries doesn't start when someone says, I'm going to go. It starts right now. As a matter of fact, it didn't start right now for Lakeside Church. It started 26 years ago when this church opened. You see, we're a church that wants to be transformative, right? So our mission, who knows the mission? If we all say it together, can we do it? Lakeside is on a mission to transform as many people as possible into passionate and productive followers of Jesus. And so we put these banners up on the wall. Why? Because when we do all of these things, we're helping grow the global church, right? Not just Lakeside, but the big church. When we do all these things, we're acting like the church and we are equipping the next generation of leaders here at the church, of pastors that will lead churches, 
and of missionaries that will go out and be light to the world. So sometimes sending looks an awful lot like serving, right? There's a whole lot that goes on in this church that we have to do. We have people working in Kids Fest. We have people opening the doors for our guests. We have people brewing coffee. We have people that work with youth. We have people that work in the office. We have a ton of people working. And each one of those roles is super important and significant. And if we don't fill those roles, the mission isn't complete and missionaries aren't sent. Period. But it's not just in the preparation phase that sending happens. Sending doesn't stop when someone gets to the airport. Sending continues on for every single moment that missionary is out in the field. I can tell you this, that our mission, the missionaries, the missions partners, the ones we have locally, the ones we have globally, they've left. They've left a whole lot. They've left family. They've left friends. They've left churches. They've left their communities. They've left their support structures. And we talk about the importance of community here. Imagine if you've left your entire community and you're out into the world and it's tiring speaking foreign languages. And it's tough. And I can tell you that as a missionary, a whole lot of people want a whole lot of things from you. And so as a missionary, I think it's even possible that we might need, they might need community, maybe even a little bit more than we do. Because it gets tiring. We need to feel connected to keep moving. So sometimes sending looks like connection. When we start to connect with those missionaries, you might think it's trivial sending them a Facebook message or sending them an email or Skyping with them for a moment. That may mean nothing to you. That may mean everything to them. That may keep them going for a week, a month, a year. So we need to be a church that doesn't forget about the missionaries that we have out in the world. We need to be a church that's connected to them. And not just connected. I can tell you what, in my ministry, there was someone that came through. They came through on a short-term trip, um, and that person decided, I'm going to adopt Steve and Jamie. And he did. His name's Kirk Weir, if you know him. Say thanks from Steve. But Kirk adopted me, and he started calling me. He started Facebooking me. He started sending me emails, and I, sometimes I didn't answer. <laughs> I was kind of busy. But he made me feel part of this community. And then he took it a step further and started to advocate for me. So he would go to small groups and talk about what I was doing. He would go to people and say, hey, this is what Steve's got going on. He organized short-term teams to come help me. He organized care packages to come down for me. And all that energy of connecting to the church and feeling a part of it that he took off my shoulders allowed me to do more and more work out there. So the question of how do we fit in or where do we fit in to God's mission, maybe for you, 
It's sending. That you're called to send. And if that's you, check that box. And so, like I said, maybe for you, sending is serving. Maybe you need to step up and start doing something here at the church. Now, I'm not talking to people that are already working. They've got two or three different jobs here. I'm not saying that. But if you don't have, if you're not serving here at the church, maybe it's time today that you start serving. And if you know where you want to serve, commit to it and let me know. We'll get you plugged into that ministry. But maybe to you, sending looks a little bit like connecting. And maybe you know a missions partner, a ministry partner that we have, whether here in Folsom or abroad, that you want to connect with, that you want to make a commitment to calling them, making sure that they're okay, sending them a birthday card, letting them know that they're loved by Lakeside. So maybe you want to do that. Check that box and tell me who it is. If you don't know who it is, you just want to connect. Some people are connectors. I'll find someone for you. We've got plenty of people. And maybe, maybe sending to you looks like a little bit more than connecting. Maybe sending to you looks like being an advocate. Where you're saying, I am actually going to do work for that ministry here. I'm going to make sure people know about that ministry. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to go to small groups myself. I'm going to be the voice for that ministry right here. Maybe that's you. Check that box and let me know. If you know who it is that you want to advocate for, great. I'll get you plugged in right now. If you don't know, let's talk it through. We have plenty of partners that need an advocate here at the church. So let's commit. And then maybe you've been listening for this last week and you say, you know what? I'm ready. It's time. Send me. Right? I'm ready to go. Maybe you fit in by going. And I want to take a moment to talk about that because sometimes we have some misconceptions about what going on mission means. I've talked to plenty of lakesiders that think that to go out on mission, they need to leave this country. And I can tell you what, there are plenty of things to do right here. Sometimes they tell me, hey, it's a whole lot easier. It's a whole lot easier to do ministry in a foreign context. It's easier. And why? Because they're surrounded by other Christians. I can tell you something. Being a Christian is really easy if you never leave the Christian community. It's super easy. You don't have to get dirty, right? It's all comfortable. But we're just hiding all of our light right here. And there's a bunch of darkness out there. So if we head out to the world, is it going to get messy? Yep, absolutely. Is there a cost? Is there a risk? Uh huh. Yep, there's a cost. Could it be dangerous? Oh, absolutely. It could get dangerous. But the thing is, when I read scripture, I don't ever see us being called to have a passive title of Christian. When I read scripture, we're called to action, right? Jesus doesn't say be a Christian. He says, follow me. 
We're called to follow. We're called to follow Jesus to be hope to the hopeless. We're called to follow Jesus to be love to the unlovable. We're called to follow. We're called to action. And so maybe for you, the answer to that question is that you need to go. But it's quite possible that when we look at that, we're just so wrapped up in that location that we can't see much past that. Our neighbors need Jesus too. So maybe when Jesus is calling us to go and make disciples of all the nations, maybe he's telling you just to get out your door and walk across the street, right? Maybe he's saying, get out the door and walk or drive your car down to one of the ministries that we partner with. Don't get wrapped up in the location. Get wrapped up in the action. So if that's you, let's commit to go. There is a bunch of missions partners out there right now that can get you plugged into ministry today. Go, spend some time in the living room. Get to know them. Find one that you connect with. Find one that that you can help. And then, finally, last week we talked about serving in your area of giftedness, right? Right? And I can tell you it was super exciting. The response was overwhelming. People were saying, I, can, I, I have something to offer. I want to do something in, in my wheelhouse. I'm an engineer. I'm a doctor. Uh, uh, I'm a contractor. I can do something for the mission. And so we're putting together, let's just call it a service core, you know, a missions core, like the Peace Corps, something like that. I don't know. I don't know what we'll call it. But we're going to gather you together with groups of people like you that you guys could go, and when we have a call to do something in your wheelhouse, in your area of giftedness, we could send you to do that. And so if that's you, I want you to check, I commit to go. If you commit to go and you know a partner that you want to partner with right now, hey, write down their name. Let me know. Maybe you don't know the name yet. Maybe you got to go check them out. Still, right? Right, that you want to go, and then let me get you plugged in. We can talk about it later. Or maybe you have a specific set of skills that we could use towards the mission, that you're willing to use towards the mission. Because remember that those gifts and talents that you have, those aren't for you, that God gave them to you for his mission and his glory. So if you have a skill set, and you're willing to offer it back to the guy that gave it to you, check, I commit to go, and let me know what your skill set is. Let's get you plugged in. And I know, I know, I've talked to some people around here, and I know that this is kind of a different. We, we haven't really talked about a lot of this stuff before. We've really, I, I know from talking to people that they feel like they need to stuff themselves into like this particular missionary box. It's going to look like this. That we haven't asked them to really go out and use their skill set to work. And it's kind of like people are kind of freaking out a little bit. I don't know what that looks like. They think I'm crazy. Look at the beard, right? And I'm a firm believer that God uses people and he puts people ahead of us so that they can take all the heat, they can make all the mistakes, and they can guide us through this process. 
They could guide us through our faith journey. And so there's someone here that I want to introduce you to. So his name is Scott Davis. Why don't you come up? Let's give him a big round of applause. I wore, I wore the wrong shoes to keep up with you tonight. <laughs> I'll slow down. <laughs> How you doing? So Scott works at Powerhouse Ministries. He does their business stuff, right? Yes. And uh, I just wanted him to share a little bit about that with you because he's gone through this journey, right? Because you didn't always want to go into ministry, did you? No, I, um, I, I thought missions was going to a foreign country by myself. I don't like to be by myself. And it's eating grasshoppers. And I don't know what they taste like, but it doesn't sound good. They're good. <laughs> yeah. Totally. You should try them. With a beard. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's not really something you wanted to do. And yet, I mean, you did it, right? Yeah. So how did you get from that point where you didn't want to do it, it's not your thing, to where you were at least willing to start going? So my kid's youth pastor invited me on a mission trip. I volunteered my wife and I to go. We're just dreading the day to go, and we went. And when we got done, we went for, every, we went for the next seven years. But it was always about the next trip mm-hmm. and the next trip. And we were working with kids or we're building something, you know, which necessarily wasn't necessarily what my gifting. Mm-hmm. I'm a business guy. And so there was an opportunity through Lakeside to go help Roger Smith in Mozambique set up a business. And uh, he had a business, but to set up his books and things like that. And that, hey, that's me. I do that stuff. So... Um, I went through perspectives, uh, getting prepared, and then all of a sudden started to dawn on me that God started tugging at my heart. What, what about right here at home? Yeah. Well, it, just not to interrupt, but perspectives, for those of you don't know, that don't know, it's, it's a course about missions it's put on by the U.S. Center for World Mission, and it really guides people to how, how they can participate in missions in, in a healthy way and in, in something that's beneficial to everyone. So right. sorry about that. Uh, that's okay. So I... Uh, so I got back, and I started volunteering at Powerhouse Ministries, and I was just barbecuing with a group of guys. We'd go out for the youth and uh, barbecue, and I could do that, and that was all right. And then God kept tugging at my heart and do more, and so I went and met with the executive director, Nancy, who you saw earlier, and, and I just said, hey, you know, this is what I do. I'm a business guy, and she goes, you know, I've been praying for a business guy for years. And, uh, you know, so I started helping them with their books, and I helped them with their business side of things. And, uh, and then I ended up quitting the professional world and, and joining up. But, that, uh, but, but it's just been a great journey. I love it because I'm in what God prepared me and what made me passionate about. So Yeah. And I just want to say this, that we're not asking you to quit your jobs and go do that. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> that comes later. All right. So... So, Scott, I know that a lot of what you've done is, is you've really um, and brought some strategic thinking into the ministry, and you guys have been really freed up to do a lot of things where you're able to go out and kind of be more active in the community. And so what does that look like for you guys as a ministry? Well, um, we go out uh, in different venues, but we'll go out to the uh, apartment complexes or whatever and we'll just play with the kids or we'll barbecue and we just try to build a relationship we have a men's ministry and i hang out with some guys that have some 
really different past than me, right. but it's uh, it's been just a great opportunity to to just be the church in the community instead of me just going to church. Right. So. Well, and, and that is fantastic. And if you guys have any questions about his journey or how you can kind of walk alongside that, he'll be over here in the, in the living room. You can talk to Scott in a, in a minute. But thank you so much. Let's give him a big round of applause. And so right now we're just going to continue on, but we've got something for you to watch up here. Lately, it seems that we're getting more and more confused about what a church actually is. So let's take some time to set the record straight. Church is not a building, though a building can be used by a church. Church is not a denomination, though a set of beliefs should be important to a church. Church is not about Sunday, though a church should not forsake meeting together. Church is not about one person or personality, though every church should be pastored. And church is not about size or growth, though every church is called to make disciples. So don't think of church as an address or a location, but rather think of church as mobile and on the move. Don't think of church as something built or planted, but rather think of church as something deployed. Don't think of church as where you are for an hour each week, but rather what you are every day of the week, because the church is the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. Feet shouldn't sit still. Hands shouldn't be idle. Feet go. Hands do. This is the church. Church isn't what you're sitting through right now, because you are the church. Now go and be the church. And that's what we're trying to do here at Lakeside. We're trying to go and we're trying to be the church. That's why uh, as a part of our core beliefs in our playbook, we talk about unleashing the church to love our neighborhoods. And some of you, you, you might be tethered. You might be leashed to something. Something's holding you back. And, you know, over the last couple of weeks, God's just been speaking to you. And there's some severing that you need to do with some things in your life. And just to be freed up to respond to God. A lot of times you're sitting there and you feel this sense of, I want to respond in some way, but you don't know how you could as you look at your life. And so part of what we want to do at Lakeside is we want to help you get unleashed from that. And, you know, I'm, I'm really excited about what's going on with missions. I love working with Steve over this past year. And uh, I, get, I get part of my job is I, I get to look at the budget and we get to go through that. And I am amazed at how just incredibly thorough and responsible Steve has been and our leaders have been to look at that and go, we want to make every single dollar towards missions count. Sort of like that Dave Ramsey thing in Financial Peace University. Every dollar has a name. And so um, we want you to know that our missions budget doesn't come out of our general fund. In the old days when I was younger in, uh, in church, uh, it used to be called faith promise. Because you, by faith, you, you make this promise, you make this commitment towards supporting missions. And so, uh, so I just want to help you through that a little bit uh, tonight. And there's this card, and you can pull it out from the pocket in front of you that says, where do I fit in? Now, for some of you, this is the first time you're seeing this, and, and this is uh, kind of new to you. And so I just want you to kind of hear, and you might need to go away for a while and pray, you know, God, how would you have me respond? 
Others of you, you've been doing this every year, and uh, you know that uh, we're going to ask you to respond. And so the whole thing about giving to missions and the way that we do it here at, at, at Lakeside, whether it's general fund or missions, is we never believe in manipulation. We just don't think that God works that way. That's not his character. You know, in the scriptures, when Jesus talks about money, and he talks about it a lot, and maybe more than anything except for maybe love, um, he always points out uh, how faith has to do with our giving and how our maturity and our, uh, our heart for God uh, is tied to all. And so some of you, you support a missionary. And uh, Holly and I do. And so I'm very interested in that missionary that we support. And I'm very interested in reading the letter that she sends and wanting to know what's going on and talking to her and praying for her. Because you know how that is. When you're investing in something, you get very, very interested in it. But our goal is never to manipulate or anything like that. In fact, we believe by faith that God's going to cover what he wants to cover. And so our goal is to be as clear and as helpful as we can. And so if there's questions that you have, uh, come and talk to Steve. Come and talk to me. Talk to Brad when he gets back, one of the staff. And uh, let us make it as clear and helpful as we can for you to participate through giving. That's, that's what we want to do. And so that w- that's what this card is about. And if you pull it out, there's some different options down there, and you can read through those. Uh, but in a minute, we're going to ask you to put this into the offering basket. And there are several things. The card that Steve was talking about, we want you to put that in as well. And then some of you, you're going to do your regular giving tonight. So we're going to pass the back baskets one time, but there's the general offering, offering giving, and then there's also the missions giving as well. And so we just want you to know what's going on. And so I, I just want to encourage you to be praying about it. Uh, next week, we're going to remind you about this, and Brad's going to talk a little more about it. And so if you need to take it home and be praying about this to see how God would have you respond, then go ahead and do that. We're not in some big rush, but we want everybody to be involved in the way that God wants them to be involved. Cool? All right. So in a minute, I'm, I'm gonna, just going to pray here, and then in a minute, our Connect One team is going to come forward, and uh, we're going to pass the buckets, and we're going to close with a worship song. So would you pray with me tonight? Father, thanks so much for your amazing generosity towards us. God, you were the first missionary. You set the example when you sent your son and you came. You came to us. You know what it's like to be human. You know what it's like to struggle and to see the brokenness of humanity and to walk right through the middle of that. God, you get that. And so we have a God that understands, that knows us. And God, we have a God that loves us so much that you went to the cross for us. You were so generous, and you continue to pour out your love into our hearts through your spirit. And so, God, there's just amazing things that happen when people with resources are generous. It's a win-win situation. Lives are changed on both sides of the equation. And so, God, I pray for our hearts to be open to whatever you would have us do, how you would have us respond, and that we would just follow you by faith and make that commitment to you. And so thanks for that, God. Thanks for your love, and thanks for this church, and thanks for uh, what's going on with our, our local partners and our partners that are international as well. We're so excited about what you're doing there. Thanks, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, let's give our gifts to the Lord. Connect one. Go ahead and come forward.